another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Of the dark. <laughs> the the podcast of the fear dark. Part four of Fear of the Dark. Yeah. Man, this album is like tiring to get through. The last uh, episode <laughs> was an apparition. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> unloaded with both barrels on the apparition. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe you like Chains of Misery. Yeah. <laughs> relative to the apparition it's like you know all things in life are relative aren't they yeah I suppose uh, but I do like it I mean you know I'm not uh, it's not on my uh, desert island discs you know when I fill out that um, survey oh, talkingmaiden.com yes. slash vote right where you vote for uh, Chains of Misery is not going to be third oh I should look and see if Chains of Misery has gotten any votes I bet you it hasn't mm, I would bet zero votes when we do our 100th episode We'll go through it all. We'll go through the results. Yeah. And I'll find the songs that have no votes. TalkingMaiden.com slash vote. Get into that. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, the 100th episode is next. Oh, yeah, it is, too. Yes. Yeah. I have some plans. Oh, yeah? Yes. I have no plans. I'm just going to show up. I've... Although we do have a big stack of Maiden news here that we haven't gotten through. Yeah. There's so much going on with Maiden now that, like, when we hit one of these album episodes... I don't want to like kill half an hour doing Maiden news at the beginning. So I'm just like, I just put it off, put it off. And then like mm. you do four episodes on an album. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like a month behind and there's like a big, because every time there's a Maiden thing, I like paste it into yeah. like a document and then I print it up and I have like a stack of stuff here to talk about, about my Iron Maiden. That's right. But, but things uh, change fast too. Like yeah. they announce stuff and then they release this and yep. You know, there's beers and tours and shows yeah. and things that we haven't yeah. talked about yet. Yeah, we didn't even talk about, like, the third the third leg, apparently, of the Lake yeah. of the Beast oh, yeah. tour. That's a while we ago kind of now. Skipped over that in the last yeah. two episodes. Yeah. And, well, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Coming up, we'll get into that yeah. next episode, 100th episode. 100th episode, we'll, we'll catch up on everything. We'll go through a lot of viewer mail. Yeah. Have some beers. Yes, multiple beers. I'm going to play some of my favorite clips, I think. Yeah. We should do that on a Saturday, like the week before. Yeah. Right. Rather than do it midweek. Yeah. Maybe we can just get loaded. Yeah, because normally we do it like a day or two before yeah. we release. Yeah. But if we do it like a full week ahead, that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Who says we have to like do it the day before <laughs> yeah. release? Everybody, everybody emails us mad. <laughs> I get sense. I yeah. get sense. Um, or something crazy happens in like the five days between the Saturday and the Friday that it comes out. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do favorite moments, highlights of the show. Yeah. We had a few people email in their favorite yeah. moments. So. Yeah. Favorite clips. Favorite clips. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the um, emails and the clips have been coming in. Yep. Yeah. And I already started uh, getting ready to do peace of mind after this. So Nice. We'll, we'll get a few topics we want to cover first, and then we're going to yeah. do a much better album. <laughs> a much better album. <laughs> you, you'd put mind. peace of mind ahead of this? <laughs> I think anyone that wouldn't put peace of mind ahead of this yeah. is yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you would if you listened to it, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. I love that. That was so funny. I know. <laughs> but, you know, Fugitive was good last time. Uh, yeah. Chains of Misery, Apparition. I'm looking back on the album now, so Be Quick or Be Dead. Be Quick or Be Dead. I thought that was a very solid. Very opener. good. Yeah. Very good. Here to Eternity. Love it. I like it. Afraid to Shoot Strangers. I think that's yeah. the strongest track up till now that we've hit. Really? Out of everything we've done so far on this album, okay. Afraid to Shoot Strangers is like Same the high point. Same now because I'm, I'm Weekend Warriors is going to overtake it. <laughs> Fear is the key. We both, you know, had some It had It had it. potential, but it, it just had got some torpedoed potentials. halfway through. Don't all good dates or bad dates. <laughs> Childhood's End. I liked the drumming and I tried to convince yeah. myself I liked it. But then after yeah. we were done talking about it, I was like, yeah, I, I'm just. I'm, I loved if it. If I'm trying too hard to convince myself that I liked yeah. it. I don't know. I loved it and thought it was a real swinging 80s, 90s rock, yeah. rock tune. And now you kind of got me thinking it's like another one of these world's ending <laughs> Doom anthems. and gloom. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like people are not depressed enough. <laughs> right? Wasting Love. Love Loved it. You loved it. I thought it was like a not as good as... It was Son of a Gun Part 2, but yeah. not as good. It's a contradiction for me too because I don't uh, yeah. like much I don't of mind the Bru- it, but like, solo stuff. If you were ever putting a mixed CD of Maiden together, would Wasting Love ever get onto it? I would just take a matter of life and death, book of souls, summer and time. <laughs> if I had to pick, know. if I had to make a hundred song mix, I wouldn't waste the love. Wouldn't make it on. Oh man, I'd I'd just take the top ten maiden albums. I can't even tell you the six I'd leave out to be honest. And then we got into the fugitive, mm. which we both said was like kind of back on track after the yeah. Well, it was I good. thought after a lull, that's mm. you know. Yeah, it kicked off great. Song. 
But then I also was saying that what is the fugitive if it wasn't on this poor album? Would we think it was so good? Hmm. I don't know. And then we get into Chains of Misery, which I thought was bad and you loved. I didn't love. I thought it was good. And then we got into The Apparition. That was okay. Mutually, yeah. That version was not okay. (laughs) No, no, I've got my number one quote is horrible. Yeah. Like, I rarely go that far. It's a half-baked idea for a song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, before we get into more tracks, yeah. uh, should we get into this beer? Yes. What do we have this time? So we have, this is from Witchwood Brewery. Uh, Witchwood is, it says, Whitney, Oxfordshire, UK. That's a British beer. It's called the Fire Catcher. Yeah. It says Dazzling Golden Beer. Wow. So it's a cool bottle. Can I see that? Yeah. Nice. Oxfordshire. Yeah. Nice. 3.5%. I've had Witchwood beers before, and I never really thought about where they're from or anything. Nice. I'll crank it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Nice. The fire catcher. Yeah. Mmm, smells nice. 3.5%. Yeah, it's a very light beer. Looks nice. Cool. I like these uh, ales that you can have a good few of. Yeah, it's pretty. Not a lot of flavor. Like, it's okay. Oh, I really like it. Yeah? It's like an ale, yeah. It's, it's very I can't understand flavored. why you'd ship that over here from England. I like this. That's it nice. reminds me of the Trooper, to be honest. Yeah, I stand by my point. <laughs> <laughs> trooper was so much better in the cask, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I give it a thumbs box. up. Yeah. I'm in the mood standard. for these uh, beers sometimes. I get yeah. hopped out and I want something well, totally It's like different. the Jockey Club or Dominion Ale. Yeah. It's very similar. It has more of a uh, stronger flavor, though. That's oh, good. It does. It's the good. The Witchwood Firecatcher. That's good. Good choice, Nesbitt. Yeah. I figured I'd mix it up a yes. bit. Yes. No more like, IPAs, and we got on a big stretch there. We were on sours all the time. Yeah. So we're gonna jump back into this uh, fear of the dark. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up, put it in context. Yep. Bury it. So yeah, released May eleventh, nineteen ninety two. Wow. I don't know. This album's it's a really weird album. Yeah. Like think about what was going on in nineteen ninety two. Yeah, like nineteen ninety two was when. Didn't 10 come out? Well, 1992, and... you have like Megadeth, Countdown to Extinction, yeah. Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power, yep. uh, Rage Against the Machine had their first album, Metallica, Black Album was like the year before, yep. Alice in Chains, Dirt, Stone Temple Pilots, Core, like a lot of these like classic albums. The year before oh, was Nirvana, Nevermind, Pearl Jam 10 was the year before, 91, yeah. Mud Honey, Every Good Boy Deserve Fudge, Bad Motorfinger, Soundgarden. What? So that was the year before this. So this yeah, is all, that was 91, yeah. yeah this is yeah. all the same time that Maiden decides to drop this album out. Yeah. So when you think about what's going on in music and they drop this album, it's kind of weird. You're in like peak yeah. grunge, you know what I mean? I know, but all those people that you're talking about are like 21, 22, 23, with the exception of Metallica. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like, I don't know, I feel like Maiden, all the stuff's going on with metal and what they call grunge or whatever. Yeah. And it's like they're trying to stay relevant, so they're just throwing everything at the wall and being like, I don't know. It's like they're trying to reinvent themselves, but they're not sure what direction yeah, to actually, take. You when you look I mean? at it now, I mean, that's exactly what's happening if yeah. you if you analyze it from that perspective. I mean, music is changing. Yeah. They're now basically 32, 33, you know, not yeah. a whole lot younger than us. But people and are, yeah. everything is changing around them so quick and music is changing and they're changing. But why has Maiden been reborn? Because they went back to the what Maiden were. Yeah, right. That's true. No one, you know, people. What do we always say? That's not made, and that's not. In other words, the early bedrock of work is music that we're willing them to to deviate from a, a little bit, but we want Maiden. Yeah. And this is them trying a few things. Yeah. Yeah, it's still Maiden to me. Oh but, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. But it's it's they're they're trying to reflect the time, and it's yeah. just kind of maybe bombing a little. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's weird, like. People always say, like, oh, grunge came in and then metal wasn't popular. But, I mean, yeah. they played Donington. They played the Monsters of the Rock Festival. I mean, so metal's still huge. Yeah. But, yeah, we get that narrative of, like, grunge came in and no one wanted to hear this stuff anymore. Which yeah. is kind of bullshit. So you know what I mean? Think the other thing is, yeah. is, like, people are, like, grunge. And they always talk about grunge like it's a thing. Yeah. Right? But listen to, like, Pearl Jam 
Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, yeah. Mud Honey. These yeah. bands don't really sound like each other at all. They're very different. Like, how is Alice in Chains and Soundgarden not metal? Yeah. You know the, what I mean? Like, Soundgarden, Bad Motorfinger, tell me that's not a metal album. Yeah. The the grunge that I, that I the only the only thing I, you know, the, the way I perceive it is yeah. like a style that the singers had, which was like the Seattle, fuck it, we got, we're smoking, ah, we don't it's care. It's fashion more. Yeah. It's like more how they dressed than what they yeah. sounded like. Which is, which is the only thing that bound them. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, the long hair, the flannel jacket, yeah, and the flannel shirt, like, like, yeah, and they lumped it, it all together and they called it alternative because it well, wasn't easily fit into thing, the previous categories. One thing about grunge. Yeah. And Maiden, see, I don't know what to think about this album. So, like, everything in grunge, the lyrics are so, like, serious and earnest. You know what I mean? It's like mm. goodbye to hair metal singing about fast cars and girls. It's all about, you know what I mean? Like, think about all those albums. Really? The lyrics, think about all these grunge albums. From yeah. the 90s. The lyrics are always very, like, they're, like, dark and kind of half serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I kind of... So, I like, can, then you yeah. have, like, Here to Eternity and Weekend Warrior. Yeah. Which is totally out of step with, like, what's going on Really? I, I, I'll push back on that because... So, I, I do hear you, like, 10, you know, Jeremy, there's there's some really deep stuff. Yeah. Like, some of the Nirvana stuff Nirvana is really deep. Soundgarden. Absolutely. Yeah. But then there's the whole, like... Flies in the Vaseline, Penny Royalty, all the nonsense, almost like pre. Yeah, Penny no Royalty is pretty dark. Yeah, I guess, but like you know what I mean. It resonated as kind of foolish. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it did. That's the way I interpreted it. Like <sighs> when I was back then, there were so many things like See, all those lyrics. Polly want a cracker, like, like all that stuff. Like you, you don't like. Did you ever I, listen to the lyrics of a of, of Polly by Nirvana? No, not really. Oh my god, it's a girl that's like tied down. And someone's gonna like torture her with a oh, blowtorch. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, but the I, lyrics are very. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, they're very serious. Or even if they're not serious, like, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. with Stone Temple Pilots yeah. and, and yeah. Soundgarden, they're just they're just kind of putting words together that sound cool. Yeah. But they're still very dark and serious. Not really. All these bands in the 90s are yeah. very, like, serious about their lyrics. Yeah. So then Maiden is caught in a weird place because they have, like, yeah. a bunch of goofy lyrics on this, which yeah. are, like, you know what I mean? The Weekend Warrior and I said Here to Eternity. That's right. They seem kind of silly compared to what's going on. Mm. So they kind of feel out of depth with like yep. the musical climate. Mm. But then they have these songs where they're take where Maiden tries to take on really serious topical stuff. Yeah. But then they that sounds kind of out of step with what you're used to with Maiden. So it's yeah. like they can't win. You know what I mean? They're like when they try to go serious with their lyrics, yeah. it doesn't sound maideny. Fair enough. It's like, oh, you're singing about AIDS. Like that's not what we want from Maiden. We want like epic battles or whatever. Yeah. But then when they go kind of half goofy mm. or not serious i guess not goofy but like well here to turn is pretty goofy yeah then that sounds kind of ridiculous compared to like yeah i don't know i like uh, grunge I, I don't i don't <laughs> i don't think that it's the topic at all that's influencing the listenership no but i'm just saying like on this that's why this yeah. album seems so strange yeah for you the know, 90s i want to talk fit in uh, go back to nirvana for like a second maiden, but it yeah. also sounds out of step with like yeah everything else that's going on so nirvana i've totally missed all that stuff like yeah. I've listened to Nirvana a ton of times. Like uh, more recent than anything. When I when I was you know Nirvana was on the go. Like there was a group of people yeah. in in my school who were so into them, and yeah. they were so weird. And like I was listening to Metallica, and like I, I, when I heard it, like they were also like, "Oh my God, it's so deep," and they were just like losers. And then like they got so depressed when he died. I almost found it funny. Like literally, oh, yeah. that was my high school. I was like, "Oh God, these guys." They were going around like wearing all black, and they were going to drop out of school because Kurt Cobain had killed himself. And and I get that there's that like, but even back then, and I was young, really young. I mean, even back then, I remember like these super young people singing depressed songs. I almost found it like campy. I know what you mean, but that's you, know? you looking back at it now. It is. No, it was me then. Okay. Because, like, when I hear someone, like, talking about something that's semi-serious or not, like, they're the scattered ones. Like, I know that Pearl Jam uh, sings a song about, like, was it Last Kiss. Yeah. It's like, no, well, it's a, a remake. Yeah. It's a remake. And but that's an emotional song, right? Yeah. That's an example. Like, and, But everything on 10 is like that, too. Yeah. Um, All the lyrics on Tanner are super like, yeah, earnest and it is, it is. Yeah. But then you get onto Yield and 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 you know some of the later ones yeah. it starts to get political. But then a lot of them are. I just I don't think that maybe it's just me. It probably is just me. I don't think people get pulled in because of the theme of the album. I don't know the lyrical theme. You mean? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think it's like the first thing about like well you're yeah. talking about Nirvana. Like never mind. 
Yeah. All those songs are like super catchy pop songs. They are. But they just have a lot of energy and like they're delivered exactly. in a very aggressive manner. Oh, fair enough. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think the lyrics are, mm. no, Kurt Cobain's lyrics aren't like storytelling. They're just kind of yeah. like, uh, but they're all very, they're like these poems that like create this mood that's yeah. kind of dark. But is there like, because I've read a bunch of his lyrics and I'm just like, okay, you know, because people said like he's a lyrical genius and I'm just like, I look at his musically lyrical I think, genius. Yeah, I, think I don't read more... Heart Shape Box and go, that's genius. Like, am I missing? Maybe I'm, like, I sucked at, yeah, at well, literature in school, so yeah. maybe I'm just not getting Well, it's it. those, like, open-ended lyrics that you can put yeah. your own meaning into. And if you put your own meaning into them, then you're like, wow, yeah. I don't well, Totally. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I look at that, like, one of the things I love about Maiden yeah. is when there's, the, you know, uh, the historical ballads, the war stuff resonates yeah. because war is a real thing. Um, but, like, you know, all the fantasy mythical stuff, yeah. the Eddie, is, it's a farce, it's a joke, it's a... Not a first, but it's 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 fun. It's it's escapism. It's it's you know. Yeah. No one I think believes there's an Eddie, and you know, like if you do, you're missing the point, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just like making fun of yourself, which is why the devil worshiping thing is not even an argument. It's just yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's a joke. Yeah. It's it's you know that's the point of it all. And I look at all that that stuff in the '90s the same way, you know. Like Metallica to me is there's nothing serious about it. Yeah. Maybe I'm totally at the lunch here, but I don't know. My two cents. I don't know. I think Metallica took themselves pretty seriously. Yeah. And like Stone Temple Pilots, like some of their stuff started, but like Scott Mellon, Scott Mellonby, right? Scott Wyland. What's his name? Wayland. Wayland or yeah. Wyland. Wyland, yeah. And he, he, he was, they were doing a reunion tour. They did like a reunion tour a few years ago. Yeah, they had a new and album. They, yeah, and they, anyway, he, he, he ended up dying sadly. But like he was so messed when Core came out. And like their first three albums, I can't remember them offhand. I got them in my truck, yeah. but um, purple and tiny music. Yeah, that's right, tiny music. That was yeah, that was the third one. Which are all great. They're all great albums and awesome. But I mean, he was like, remember the videos? Like he was so out of it, right? Yeah, but that's a video too, right? Yeah, right. but I mean, but he, he was, was yeah, like you know. he was legit, yeah. like a full on heroin addict. Yeah, well, he's you a know? crack. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. I, I I put the the darkness theme. Like I don't think the problem here. Is that we kind of got off on a tangent? I'm just all I'm yeah. saying is that like Maiden here is trying all kinds of stuff, yeah, on this album. Yeah, they're shooting in a bunch the of stuff directions that they do that's lighthearted, seems yeah. out of step with what's going on in in music in yeah. 1992. The stuff that they do that's topical, seeing what topical stuff is out of yeah. step with what people are used to from Maiden. Fair enough. So it kind of, I think it's very off putting. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it fits. To me, it to me it. It it it's more consistent with the '90s, where like it was track to track, and a lot of the a lot of the albums for me felt very different. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so I think the problem is is that they're 32 and music is changing, and they're not 20 year old or 21 year old Eddie Vedder, and you know, like they're just kind of they're trying to find their way, and they're not. I don't know. Yeah, and then there's also we went. I read your quote from Bruce Dickinson where he was talking about how like. He was hoping to get some radio play from these songs. And, like, you can tell, like, from here to be Eternity and, like, Chains of Misery and, like, Wasting Love, which is a full-on, like, ballad. Those mm. are, like, kind of written trying to break through into mainstream, I think. Yep. So they're kind of chasing a hit. That's right. Where Maiden never really did that before, I don't think. Yeah. I guess they it might be subconscious that they're doing it. Yeah. Or maybe they have tried to do it before, but, like... Yeah. Which is know. funny, it's isn't just, it? That's why you, this album is so strange to me. It's so weird. And I agree with you. Like, and also, to me, yeah. all these songs seem like they have nothing to do with each other, other yeah. than maybe the idea of fear running through. Isn't it crazy that like Maiden can fly around a plane? They've made hundreds of millions of dollars. They're huge. They have 16 albums. Like We do a podcast dedicated to them. They're massive. Yet, if you were to get Harris, you'd probably be like, oh, man, you know, I wish our radio tunes had taken off and we could have been as big as this band oh, yeah. or that band. Like, it's crazy to think, isn't it? Well, now it? they're the biggest band. I think they're probably the biggest band now. Other than yeah. Metallica's probably bigger. Yeah, they won the long the long game. Yeah, that's it. How's, how's Cobain doing now? <laughs> okay, let's get into the yeah. tracks. We just, uh, this is what the thing that people uh, always complain about on other podcasts. But, like, oh, God. They never get to the point. They Well, we don't usually do this. But that's no. okay. We got off on tangent. Yeah. Let's get into the tracks. There's got to be someone like, oh, Josh didn't read Kirk Cobain's. I'm not <laughs> reading some 26-year-old stoner's lyrics and being like, life-changing. Uh, look, if it moved yeah. you at the time, I'm cool, yeah. but I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, and what is it that uh, they said on The Simpsons? They're like making high school kids depressed, depressed like, like shoot, shooting fish in a barrel. barrel yeah. <laughs> I know. 
Um, Judas, my guide. Three yes. minutes. Bruce Dickinson and Dave Murray. Yeah. Finally, after like the apparition, which is really bad, mm. I think we finally get like a really, really, really good song. I think this is one of the best songs on the album. Seriously? I think Afraid oh. to Shoot Strangers and this and the title track are the three songs on the album really? that are really good. Really? Yeah. I think I... one of Dave Murray's best songs. Really? And it's three minutes, short and sweet. Lots of melody. It's really well composed. It doesn't overstate its welcome. And yeah. this, is, this is great. There's an interesting vocal in this. Like, he's got some raspiness at points. He yeah. Like, really picks up the chorus nicely. Yeah. There's some, like, almost some weird harmony or something going on. But I like that. I don't rate that track, the, this track, that high. And I oh, think really? it's because of the place in the album. But I don't rate it low. Like I say, uh, parts of this song I love. The so, drumming is deadly. So I saw an interview with Yannick. Uh, where he said he got the idea for the song from a line in Son of a Gun, which is a song we talked about when we were talking about Wasting Years. So that line, Judas, my guide, yeah. from Son of a Gun, that's where the oh. they spun off the idea for the lyric for the song. Yeah. Um, so Dave Murray, all of his songs, not all of those songs, but pretty much all of the songs that he has a writing credit on, they start with this like slow guitar intro. So this one is, you know, it follows the Dave Murray like guitar intro. So it has a slow guitar sure. intro, and it goes straight into a solo. A great way to start, start a song. It's awesome. I love yeah. the drumming. I love it. But the the way Bruce's vocals kick in. But then he, he like, if you carry on that vocals, he tr- transitions from raspiness and he starts. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, love the pre-chorus and the chorus. Mm. Really, like, I love a nice catchy hook. Like, this is writing a catchy, radio-friendly song, like, done right. I, I don't know. I think this one could have broken through as a big single. Yeah. Like it's just so catchy and the vocal hooks like I love a vocal hook and you're dying for something yeah. that sounds like Maiden and at this point and then they give you this and I'm like this is exactly what I've been craving since the album yeah. started that chorus that's awesome i love the song i think this is a really really good song i think it's a really good song too yeah i just get thrown off when you say it's one of the best on the albums i think it's on this album yes on this album absolutely this is maybe this is probably the second my second or third favorite i'd put probably four i put afraid tracks ahead of this i put afraid to shoot strangers ahead yeah i put the first probably the title track and wasting love of this i wouldn't okay so you love wasting love a lot more than me the solo in the song, I almost forgot. I have a clip yeah. of the solo too. So it's a Dave Murray song. Dave Murray does the solo. got the the harmonies it's catchy lyric mm. uh, i don't know i love the song i think this is yeah. great this is a really solid song yeah i think so too yeah i think it's a great song yeah yeah i uh, 
adds a lot of strength to this part of the album. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna be I wish they didn't I don't think it's as great. Bury this al- the song yeah. so far into the album. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think we like this track the same. It's just relatively. You don't like the other tracks. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. I think this is a big step up from a lot of filler and bloat on the album. And then, like, you're dying for a good track and then you get it. Yeah, that's Whereas true. Whereas you're like, we're going, you're, I think you think that they're all pretty good and this one's yeah. like better. Fair enough. The next track. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Yeah, Weekend Warrior. Let's see if we... uh... Look, this, this song gets a bum rap. It's deserved. Okay, I was going <laughs> to okay. say, I thought this was going to be like our, our change of misery argument again. No. Soccer Hooligans. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Right away, this song sounds like a tattooed millionaire leftover. It's super raspy, super cheesy. The acoustic intro. Yeah. Um, I know it's not a leftover from Tattooed Millionaire, although it might be like a Yannick, but I think just the, the Yannick guitar playing, because he had a writing credit on this, it just shines through. But that like intro, the acoustic intro is very like sounds like something from Tattooed Millionaire. Yeah. The, the raspy vocals in this kill me. I hate this part. I can't stand these like really, really raspy Bruce. This is going right back to the no prayer stuff that we hated. The rebel of Tomorrow's fool Who are you kidding Being that cool Try to break away From running with the pack But they ain't listening So you gotta go back You're a weekend warrior When you're one of the crowd But it's over Look at you now <laughs> I know Well that's the other part That's the part that's coming up So yeah. I hate this part too The like breakdown before the chorus Feel the tension Maybe someone will die. Someone will die. Someone will die. Maybe someone will die. It's like repetitive. I don't know. I don't like that they're going along and then like the momentum gets killed by this really repetitive singing part. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what they're thinking on this song. Yeah. The chorus itself is not good either. I don't know. Chains of Misery is a better song. Yeah. And I didn't like Chains of Misery. No. Chains of Misery is far better. Weekend Warriors like an is a symbolic song for people that just like they'll pick on it. It just sucks. Yeah, and I, it's just like it stands out. It's, yeah. it's cheesy. It's raspy. It's it's a bad track on a you know less popular album. That's you know everything's bad about it. You know. Yeah, and they buried it at the end because yeah. I don't know why they didn't just drop it. They have more than enough songs. Not only that, Do we need I mean, to hear. Imagine if you had Judas, my guy, I'd lead into Fear the Dark, Fear the Dark. Like yes, it would actually exactly. be a good end. Yeah, that's what kills me about yeah. it. Now again, I sound like a broken record talking yeah. about all these songs. Because I'm always like, the song's not very strong, but the guitar solo, but the guitar solo. And this one, Mm. Dave Murray has a good guitar solo. So the solo is good. Another thing is I said this about a couple of tracks in the last few episodes is they have these like songs that are not strong. And then someone along the way drops like this weird instrumental part. They're like, we need to put an instrumental part that's like different to maiden it up a bit. Yeah. And they do it in this song. And this is actually like the best part of the song. 
But that's kind of like, there's not much to it. It's just the song is so bad that when you hear that, you're like, ah, it's like a little bit of a relief. Yeah. Before they go back into the weekend warrior part. Yeah. It's like one of those horrible 80s movies that has a decent sex scene. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's all right. Yeah. But you you're just still, you wasted two hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Oh. It's just like something that sounds that like you can grab onto that sounds like, yeah. okay. And that, I mean, that's not even, if that was on any other album, you'd be like, this is boring. Yeah. But, like, I'd take that over whatever else is going on in the song. It's like Maiden, they were writing these songs, they had these weak songs, and then they're like, we need an instrumental part. Yeah. Put the dual guitars in. We've got to put the harmonies in for, that's like, right. eight bars. And they do, and that's always the part that's the best part of some of these songs. That's right. And then they're like, uh, now Dave Murray, go put an awesome guitar solo on top of this, and he always does. Oh, man. But then the song, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't know what to say about this. What you gonna do? What you gonna do on Monday? He's not even trying anymore. On Monday. I know. It's like, oh, I, I can't even do it, Nesbeth. He's not, yeah, I know. This album is exhausting to get through. It's too long. It's too bloated. Mm. It's stuff like this, and it's just, it's, I don't know. It might be right. <laughs> if, I, if we had to listen to this whole album, yeah. and you're not allowed to skip... Like, when we get into the apparition, although the apparition, I think we would just laugh so much at now. Yeah, <laughs> so no, many jokes about it. But you Wouldn't get into you? songs like this, and I'm like, can we please skip? Like, oh, can I we know. just get to Fear the Dark? Yeah, this sucks. It's a, yeah, the long, it's, yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of points on this album where I'm like, ah, all right, let's yeah. just get through this song. I know, it's like there's not enough high density. I want to give you my take on it at the end, because okay. I think. Well, let's get into Fear yeah. of the Dark. Fear of the Dark. Hey, look, so, which Steve is. Harris. Yeah. Solo, composition. He yes. has all the writing credits. Finally, the album is ending, and they end on a classic. Yes. A classic. I heard a lot of people say this, and I will echo it. The live version is better. There's no Maiden song that has more of a discrepancy between how much I love the live version compared to the studio version. I would agree. Live, the song is amazing. Even listening to the song on the album, I'm like half tempted to like skip it sometimes. Yeah, it's not exciting to me but live it's so great and i'm always like oh fear the dark is overplayed i wish they'd whatever but then mm. you know we see them do it we saw them we saw five of the legacy of the beast shows yeah and fear the dark's over the highlight and when i get there i'm just like yes i love it love yeah. it live this song I don't know. is it's a title track it's the last track on the album yeah this is this album's legacy yep it makes it into following tours track, yeah. it carries on it is the takeaway yeah. From this album. However, yep. um, even live, I'm not drawn to it. Like, I, I like it live, but if you remember, the only time ever that I've taken a bathroom break in Maiden was in Toronto. That day we were well into it. I oh, ran yeah. off during Fear of the Dark. It was like Fear of the Dark came out. I was like, I was holding it. I was like, Fear's coming on. So I just <laughs> ran. I was like, Fear of the Dark. Like, I'm not going to, I, I keep, yeah. you know, you can hum it in your mind clothes. Who cares? Yeah. It's like, it is a great track live. The crowd gets into it. But what you're saying is true because yeah. even on like Rock and Rio or on a live album, the live version, the recorded live versions of yeah. Fear of the Dark don't do it for me. It's like something about being at the, you have to be like in the crowd singing along. Yeah. Like hearing an audience sing along. But you said the peak of the concert. Can you honestly tell me? Honestly, well, just think about like, this. A maiden just, concert is no, nothing but peaks. It's nothing it's but like peaks. A plateau. It's, it's, it's a plateau. It's a plateau of it peaks. It starts like with the first drum beat. Plateau and it ends, of peaks. Like when the, when I always look at the yeah. <laughs> bright side of life. Um, yeah. Oh my God. A plateau of peaks. No, but honestly, just just listen to this for a second. Yep. Do you would you rather right now be in the middle of a crowd with Fear of the Dark Live or Klansman? Klansman, but I take yeah. Sign of the Cross over both. I was going to say Sign of the Cross is <laughs> next. I was getting to it. Oh. Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a good song. It's mm. it's one that really grabs people. Yeah, and a lot of people new to Maiden, this is the song they grab onto. My daughter, when just she hears Maiden in the car, mm. I don't make a point of putting on like the song specifically, but this is one of the first songs she grabbed onto. And I was like, I don't play the song that much why do you like this one so much? I think it's all the repeating melodies. Mm. 
there's a ton of repeating riffs. There's a lot of like melodies to grab onto. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guitar melodies. They're not quite solos. Like the later Maiden, like a few albums from from this one on, they have a lot of these parts where there's like repeating melodic guitar patterns. They're not really solos, but they're like instrumental repeating guitar parts. Yeah. Um, there's like five or six really catchy riffs in this one. There is. Yeah. Um, this one too is like. People just like grab onto this one and they'd yeah. love to sing along to it. Yeah, that's amazing. But even listening to the studio version it doesn't have the same feeling mm. as like live like live it blows that away I don't know, like the, I think the crowds in South America latched onto this one and sung along kind of like they do at like football yeah. matches. And when Rock and Rio DVD came out, it turned this into like a thing. It yeah. then blew up bigger than ever. There's a lot of those parts where you can sing along. You know what I mean? It's not quite a... I wouldn't call it a riff. Yeah. It's just kind of like a mel- a guitar melody that yeah. the guitars are playing. Yeah. But you can just latch onto them right away because they repeat themselves. Yeah. And I think that's why people latch onto this one so quickly. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a classic. Yeah, it's, it's well so composed, amazing. Yeah. The one the, there's two things for me that keep it from being a perfect ten out of ten. Yeah. And because I'm not I'm not knocking this. This is a classic. Yeah. Legendary Maiden song. Um. The lyrics are a little bit cheesy, you know? Yeah, that's true. In some ways. Yeah. And the second thing is because Fear of the Dark is repeated so much, it becomes a little bit too dominant in my mind. That's the one part of it. Yeah, you know? that's kind of the whole point of it, right? Yeah. Like... And remember early on in the podcast, we had Made in Canada on. Yes, we did. And they said that this was the number one requested song. People always That's true. It. They were a Made in Tribute, and they yeah. said, we asked them what songs go over the best, and they said, by far. By far. The audience goes the craziest for Fear of the Dark. Yes. Like even people that, you know. Yeah, don't even know Maiden. They know yeah, that song. They know that one. So it's like a run to the hills for the modern Yeah, era. which kind of surprises me because, yeah. I don't know. But it is a really good song. Yeah, and and I it's said, really catchy. Yeah. I said modern era, but I mean it is because of the rock and reel and the kind of the comeback. Yeah. And it's a. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great track. Yeah. It's a great finish. Really great guitar playing. I don't know. There's a lot of solos. The, the guys just like shred this one. And, uh, I mean, live, I like what Bruce does now, too, when he comes out with, like, the mask and the lantern and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, we've seen it live a lot. It, it holds up. 
Yeah. It's awesome. I think but, it's one of those yeah. overplayed things where it's just yeah. it's overplayed so much. That's right. But it is one of those songs where I'm kind of like, uh, Fear the Dark. But, but then that, I hear yeah. it, and when I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so good. Yeah, but that never happens to Trooper, right? Like, you'd never be like, oh, That's why are they playing Trooper that again? It doesn't even happen to me with Run to the Hills. Like, people are always like, oh, eh, Run to the Hills overplayed. I'm like, man, I listen to Run to the Hills all day. At the end of a show, it's great. Yeah. yeah in the encore, <laughs> obviously. That's where it usually ends anyway, but yeah. Um, absolutely. Oh, God. I mean, they're so good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> So here's my take on the album. Overall. Okay. I want to give you my take. Okay, let's hear your breakdown of like, so we did all the tracks. We did all the tracks. Yep. I kind of want to give you, like, I think this this album gets a bit of a bum rap. Okay. You are right. The downsides, you are right on some things. That there are some weak tracks. This is a band that's, No Prayer was a miss in a lot of ways. Bruce is kind of coming back on his own, but we know he's going to take a hiatus. They're struggling. You talked a lot about the context. Yep. And of the time, and everything is changing. And, I mean, other major metal bands went through similar kind of, you know, the 90s were not great periods for them, generally. And they're trying a lot of stuff. Yep. So it, it didn't it didn't work out perfect. If anything, you know, where they missed a bit, you can almost give credit to X Factor for reeling some of it back, but that's a different debate. To me... If there's three major problems, song problems, that if you remove, this album gets a ton better. And that's Fear is the Key, even though there are some decent pieces in there. Yeah. Where it's placed in the album, right between, right after Afraid to Shoot Strangers, three great songs out the gate, Fear, and then Childhood's End, which despite your dislike of the lyrics, I love and is a rock and maiden tune. Okay. So that, that song first, and then Apparition, which is just garbage, and The Weekend Warrior, which kills momentum at the end. If you pull those three out, You've got Be Quick or Be Dead, From Here to Eternity, and Fridge Shoot Strangers. Three that killed on the tour that yep. were awesome. Skip Fear is the key. Maybe something else goes in there. Maybe, who knows, an Adrian track if he was here. God bless him. Childhood's End, Wasting Love and the Fugitive, all of which I like. Chains of Misery, which, you know, is not an amazing song, a little bit catchy, becomes just this kind of breaky, uh, almost simple song after Fugitive. Before you lead into Judas, Judas, be my guide and fear the dark. That's like really tight. So if you had another song or two in there, maybe, I don't know, I didn't do the math on the length of it. There's just three bad tracks for me. And the way that the apparition um, and Weekend Warrior are placed um, and, you know, Chains of Misery is not a super strong track. But then the way they're placed, it just takes that second side of the disc and just splits it up into a bunch of little chunks of like Judas, my God, Fear of the Dark, and uh, you know, Future of Wasting Love, that there's not enough momentum. Yeah. So it's just, I, I think those three tracks, more so than, the, yes, you know, I they know. They the filler and they kind of yeah. shuffled it into the back half of the album. Exactly. Yeah. And I know that even if you remove those and you put in tracks that, you know, Wasting Love and uh, um, Be Quick or Be Dead and Afraid to Shoot Strangers would feel like they came from different albums. And I know that you'd still say like, okay, Fear of the Dark is a classic, but Judas Be My God seems feels different as well. I know it wouldn't become a cohesive album if you remove those. Yeah. I just think that there'd be enough out of there that the album would resonate a little better. Yeah. That said, I still like the album. I'm not going to beat it to pieces. It's not one of their stronger albums. But considering the time, Adrian out, Bruce on the way out, considering the time that they're making it, it's not that bad. That's kind of my high level. Okay. So now, murder it. <laughs> I'm not going to murder it. Well, uh-huh. I am. Okay. So oh, this is a weird album. So normally we cover albums. Yes. And by the end of it, I realized the album's way better than I thought. Remember Dance of Death? I was, used to always put that in one of my bottom albums. And That's we true. covered it, and I was like, man, this is a really good album. Yes. I just, you, you kind of get these opinions in your head. Yeah. But then you actually actually listen to the album over and over and really get into it. And you tend yeah. up liking it more. This is the first time that we covered an album since we started the podcast that I realized I like it a lot less than I thought. Ooh. So I used to think this was a pretty good Maiden album. Oh, my god! But I just never really listened to it that much. But now I think it is the worst Maiden album. The worst? The worst. I think you forget because the title track is such a live classic. And you think of that when you think of the album. I take no prayer over this album. The songs on No Prayer, think about the ones we're like, holy smoke, I mm. criticized and like Hooks in You. Like, man, Hooks in You is better than half the stuff on this album. Okay, look, Hooks in You, yeah. if you could blend that with Apparition, <laughs> you'd have one of the... At least okay. the No Prayer songs... They might not be the best Maiden songs, but they seem like they have, like, I don't know how to describe it, like, personality or something. Like, there's, 
they're fun. These songs are kind of disjointed. A lot of them are a chore to get through. Mm. Um, how many of these did I say they have like a good section and a good guitar solo, but overall not great? Like most of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Some of these tracks, the subject material is really dark and depressing, mm. but not in an X Factor way. Like on the X Factor, the darkness really worked. In yeah. X Factor, they pulled dark off really well. Yes. Where in this one, I think they, it's, there's like darkness in there, but it doesn't, I don't know, it, it just kind of like drags down. Because the songs aren't strong. On X Factor, they the songs are dark, but the, the songs are so much more well-crafted. Yeah. It really works. This is like a lot of ideas thrown together. It doesn't sound like a cohesive album. If this was a compilation of unreleased Maiden songs from over the years, that would sound about right. If someone was like, yeah. hey, check this a CD out. It's all stuff that like Maiden did over the years here and there, mm-hmm. tracks that never made the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it kind of sounds like. They yes. sound like they're from all over the place. Yes. I think it's Maiden uh, trying to keep it together and get some material out. You know, the band's kind of, you know, yeah. Bruce is leaving, Adrian's gone. Yeah. Lots of filler, lots of subpar stuff. Some of it's cool and fun to hear. There's a few classics. Overall, not great. Totally lacking, like you said, the Adrian songs. If Adrian had came up with yeah. a few songs, it would have knocked off a bunch of these songs where we got the boot and never That's made right. it off the writing from stage one of the writing. Yeah. Um. A lot of these songs, we we're discussing them. They're not very good, mm. but they had a few good instrumental parts in them. It's like they were like crappy songs. And then like maybe Dave Murray or Steve Harris were like, well, let's add this little section in. It's like a little bright spot in the middle of like these not very strong tracks. Yeah. I think it's the worst album. Virtual Eleven is way better. No Prayer, I think, is better. Uh, no Prayer, I think, it seems like a cohesive album at least. Yeah. I think they basically like churn this one out with no quality control. They're making an attempt to appeal to the mainstream, but still trying to make it sound maideny, trying to get some airplay on the radio. I don't know if they're they're consciously doing that. Yeah. I think they like they lost their way on this album and then they righted the ship with Blaze and the X Factor after this. You get a lot of people saying like a lot of people in the Bruce is Maiden camp and they're like they don't know the Blaze stuff, but they just don't like it because it doesn't have Bruce on it. Yeah. Um, they think that like Blaze is a low point without ever really listening to it. Anyone that thinks Blaze era is a low point, listen to this album from beginning to end and then listen to the X Factor. Yeah. This is Maiden kind of grasping at straws. I think the X Factor with Blaze is what they needed to snap out of whatever was going on with this album at this point. Really? Like, I think they righted the ship with Blaze mm-hmm. and the X Factor. It was like corrected course and got back on track. I think it's the worst album. Uh, like you said, 12 songs, it's way too many. They could have put out an eight. Yeah. Eight song album. Yeah, take a few of those. Leave, be quicker, yeah. be, okay, be quicker, be dead opener. Yeah. Then go straight to Afraid to Shoot Strangers. Yeah. Then throw The Fugitive. Then Wasting Love. You can leave Fear is the Key if you cut out that, like, I remember the time when we, you know, that yeah. part that ruined it. Cut that down, and then you have a nice, concise, yeah. decent song. Then have it finish with, like, Judas, my guide, here to eternity, and fear of the dark, and then you yeah. have like a pretty solid maiden album. You would, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, this album's fifty percent filler, and the filler is not good filler. And I think no. it's a filler that's like a chore to listen to, and just drags down the good stuff on this album. Mm. I don't know. So this like reinforces my opinion that the no prayer, fear of the dark era maiden is the dark era. Yeah, the non-Adrian pre-Blaze era is yeah. the dark era. Of yeah, but your third. So, you, yeah. you know, you'd put this with No Prayer as your lowest. Yeah. Yeah. I think I No would Prayer too. in this. I'd put No Prayer yeah. below this, but this may be yeah. recency bias. I think and, Blaze is what Maiden yeah. needed to save them from this path that they're yeah. on. He came along, shook Maiden yeah. out of their low point they were in. That's right. Yeah. But I, put I will, for, I do yeah. want to say Dave Murray's soloing on this album is awesome. And there's it's a couple awesome. of really great tracks. And Yannick quicker, is good. Yeah. Yannick, and Yannick is good. Is too, but Dave know? Murray, I think on this one, stands yeah. out. Uh, uh, Be Quicker Be Dead's yeah. great. From Fear to Eternity's fun. Afraid yeah. to Shoot Strangers is great. Yeah. And then basically you're looking at Judas My Guide and Fear of the Dark for me. I mean there's yeah. We sing Love's Alright. There's yeah, there's some great Yannick moments too. I mean he's coming into yeah. it. And I I would probably say that I'd I'd agree with you that this and No Prayer are the two bottom. Yeah. And you can see Adrian missing in all of it. Yeah. Um I mean where would X Factor be if Adrian was around? And then, um, 
all of that. But you can also say like how low does Maiden go? This isn't that low. Like it's still a pretty yeah, good album. Yeah, there's still some bright spots. There's some album. bright spots. Yeah. And it's not a crappy album. I mean, you have three or four copies of it. <laughs> so, That's true. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's a good album. Um but yeah. it's just not made in standard that what we're used to. Yeah. I would say that that's a fair point. Compare this to anything from the 80s. Yeah, I know, but it's a different era. I know, but still. I just, I don't know. I mean, I I look at it and... It still has, but like, you don't say Power Slave is great because it came out in 1984. Yeah. Power Slave is Power Slave. Power Slave is great. That's right. It doesn't matter when you listen to it. You can listen to it 20 years from now. It's going to be yeah. an amazing album. You can't just be like, well, this one came out in 91. Yeah. So for 1991, this is... You know I got I mean? a challenge. Okay. You know what we should do? We should take the best of no prayer yep. and the best of fear and make a and one call album? it no fear for the prayer, and we'll we'll like <laughs> no make prayer one for album. The dark. No, pr- <laughs> no prayer for the dark. Yeah, and make a one album so that we'll actually. Oh, you can make a great album out of that. Yeah, a really great. Let's album. do that. Yeah, because I'm not going to listen to this a whole lot. This is going to go in my tattoo millionaire pile <laughs> for a little while. It's also got to get a break because yeah. I've listened to so much of this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of filler on here, man. There's a lot of filler. It's bloated. It's yeah. just bloated. That's all. Yeah. Like I said, if you cut down to eight tracks and edited some of the tracks down, a yeah. Bit, the apparition a, for yeah. me is just like one of the worst songs. Like if you've listened to that as much as if you've listened as much as I've listened to that in the last few weeks, like it it goes to like you're funny and it, then it goes back and then it goes like to the point where you're going insane, and it's just like <laughs> it's just it's just so bad. The one thing about this album too, and. When we did this, okay, so we just finished the album. We yeah. just did four episodes on it. We talked for four hours about this album. When I, Whenever we do an album, I always get these emails from people, and they're like, oh, I love Nesbitt's deep dives. I love the deep dives, and they always yeah. talk with deep dive, deep dives, and whatever, because right. I'm always digging, trying to find all interesting stuff. Yeah, I kind of feel like I have phoned this one in. Well, there's nothing to dig on. I know, but it's just like... It's so boring. It's, I found it to be a chore to start to deep yeah. dive into some of the stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know. I mean, what are you going to do? The only thing I deep dove into was uh, the video, the girl from the video from, from Here to Eternity. Yeah, I know. It's a <laughs> tough Phillips. album to get excited yeah. about. I think that that's cover yeah. in for me. I mean, so I hope people aren't disappointed it. that they're like, well, they barely dug into it. But yeah, there's not, and there's, I, just, I don't know. There's not a lot of great stuff in there to yeah. dig into anyway. It's, it's a dark time for me. I've started yeah. doing the Peace of Mind yeah. album. And I started like looking like listening to it and kind of thinking about it and stuff. Yeah. And like I started making notes on that yeah. album. And like I cannot like get yeah. enough, and I'm I could just I could deep dive. I could do like an yeah. episode per song almost for Peace of Mind album. Yeah. And I just like I just want to talk for an hour about each one of those songs. Well, yeah, that's not right. maybe not every single one of them. Yeah, this is more like a B side. It feels like a B side almost in a way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like this I felt like we were just kind of rushing not yeah. rushing through. It's just like Yeah. I don't know. And it's hard to be like it's hard to beat up on Maiden. Yeah, it like, is. We have a yeah. podcast dedicated but to this Love album Maiden. is I think it's it I know for a fact it's my least favorite Maiden album. Yeah. But I always thought it was kind of bottom third. Yeah, but now that we paid this much attention to it, yeah, all of its like warts yeah, are very visible to me. Very visible. You know what? It's it's funny because like I agree with you on the Dance of Death one, and for me also X Factor, which yeah. I never didn't like that yeah. much, but it moved up so much. But I mean, Dance of Death, I always thought was my worst. Yeah, like, I used to always say ago, that was right? my bottom couple. But I, used to, yeah. I mean, that's halfway up there. That's for me. That's so much better than this. It's not even comparable. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not even comparable. I mean, oh my God! It's, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a weird album. I don't know. Fear the dark. It's so strange. It is. It is. It's uh, it's unfortunate that Adrian left the band <laughs> for four. Like it just. I mean, yeah. literally three of the worst he was away for, and then X Factor, if he was there, would probably be the best. I I can tell you this. Okay, okay. how about this? Because I, I wanted to say this earlier. Yeah when you were talking about the bands at the time and this was made. If, forget Fear of the Dark, if Maiden had have dropped Number of the Beast in 1991, would it have been popular? Number of the Beast is, I think they could have dropped it anywhere in their career. It's classic. Yeah. I think those songs are just like, the songwriting on it is just amazing. Hmm. The songwriting and the playing, yeah. the singing, everything about that album. Yeah. I think Number of the Beast, if that came out in 1991 instead mm-hmm. of this, I think it would just be a classic still. Fair enough. I think the songs are timeless on some of those classic main albums. I think so too. I just wonder if it wasn't a, a time where, you know, there was so much like, I don't know. 
stuff was dying on the vine, if, if they were so thrown off by what was going on around them that, you know, even if at that time you could produce an album of that quality, would it have resonated? And that's probably what they were thinking. So they changed so much, you know? Yeah, it's just... I mean, they had such... I mean, Children yeah. of the Damned, doesn't hmm. this whole album, if you add all these songs together, it's not as good as Children of the Damned, the song. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Hmm. To me, anyway. Like, I yeah. don't know. Oh, you can't compare it. So I'm just saying, strong. like, how the much of it is, is the so time. Strong. And this, yeah. this sounds like it was, like, put together, and they're like, that's good enough. I'm they're just overthinking it, aren't they? They're just like, oh, we got to be cool. But I don't think they're consciously doing any of this. I think yeah. it's all subconscious. I think they're just, like, getting together, writing mm. a song. And they're like, here's a riff. Okay, let's, well, that's a song. Let's get yeah. to the next one. We laid down all the tracks. All right, sweet. We got our album done. Yeah, and it's also, like. They never step back and were like, was this actually very good should we cut this is this too many is this many songs like too many songs for an album mm. 12 songs man i know yeah <laughs> oh man oh man <laughs> feel used and abused used and abused <laughs> yeah and then after bruce leaves and then comes blaze yep and we've talked about that the at X-Factor. great length yeah go back to the x-factor love episodes. the x-factor yeah yeah but uh yeah Anyway, yeah. I I, uh, I like the album cover. <laughs> yeah. And there are a few classics on this album. Yeah. yeah. It's more than half of it is subpar, I think. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Some bright spots. Yeah. Could have been better. Yeah. Fear of the Dark. There you go. It's done. We did it. Yeah. It's done. So uh, three albums left. Peace of Mind. Next yeah. one. That's right. Which I'm excited for. Then yeah. Virtual Eleven, which I'm very excited for, too. Because mm. that's an interesting one to do. It's very different. Yeah, I love peace. And then we're gonna finish and I love Brave Brave New World. World, Two of them are favorites. Like we don't need to. Oh, what am I gonna think? Brave New World is an amazing album. Peace of Mind is just a a metal classic. I mean, it's untouchable. Yeah. Virtual Eleven. Yeah. Start strong. I have a lot of criticisms of the album, but there's also a lot of strong. There's some filler in that album. Yeah, it needs to be edited. Yeah. Some overlong songs. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we'll get into that when we get into it. Right on. So what do you think of everybody? What do you think of Fear of the Dark? Talkingmaiden.com. Yeah. Slash talk and leave a message. That's right. I know right. that probably people are like, you guys are crazy. And this is my favorite album. Because I know a lot of people yeah. have on Twitter, uh, a few people direct messaged me saying that yeah. this is their favorite Maiden album. And it's uh, it blows my mind. I'm just yeah. like, the only thing I can think is like, maybe this is the first Maiden album you ever heard. You know mm. what I mean? Or you love the title track so much that, I don't know. I got to give a shout out to a couple of people okay. on Facebook. Um, specifically, a guy, um, I don't know how you say his name, Sags Man. He came at our page and said, you know, you guys talked about being reaching for a hit album. I'd say they succeeded with this album. He yeah. says, Spotify puts an artist's top four albums on the front page and the winners for Maiden are Fear of the Dark along with the Holy Trinity. I checked that. He's correct. Yeah. And I went off and I and checked. Beast, and it's Peace of Mind and Power Slave. Second overall, yeah. Yeah, Beast, Peace of Mind and, and Power Slave. It's second overall on Spotify. Is that just because of a couple of these tracks being in like the top 10 Maiden tracks? I don't know exactly in the algorithm. The point is, is the album is highly ranked on Spotify. Huh. So he's right. A lot of other people came out and said they love the album, that there's some classic tracks. A lot of them love Fear of the Dark. Yeah. You know, a lot of them... Had agreed with uh, our first uh, few episodes about how the album started strong. Yeah. So lots of great feedback on it. Um, you know, and, and you're going to get people that are of the age where this came out right when they were, you know, maybe they were a little a little older than us or, or your age, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. You were in your late teens then when this came out. Yeah, it was pretty in close. grade 12. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, a lot of people it might be a time thing too. So I don't know. Getting yeah. good feedback. I've got out. some, I should have printed up a bunch of the feedback we got. Mm. We'll do that next week because yeah. next week is the 100 episodes. Episode. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get to the fear of the dark feedback. We'll do that later, we'll maybe. I don't know. Get to. We'll see what we get to. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's going to be a no plan. No. No. Nothing. I know. I have a few things I want to talk about. Like maybe It's going to be one up. of those episodes, isn't it, where we recorded on like a Saturday. We get blue loaded and then the next on Monday you're going to write me and we're like I'll listen to it it's all crap <laughs> we did that before <laughs> yeah, remember did. you're like it's all crap we can't use yes, any of it yes because we went out you were screaming to the pubs and we came back yeah and then 
we t- were like, let's just record one on the fly. So we just yeah, tried no, to do we one. Recorded and it one was drunk. just me and you like yeah. talking over each other at the same time with no pauses. Yeah. Just, just two people doing <laughs> monologues yelling over at each, each other. other. <laughs> oh, and man. I'm like, we can't release this. We can't release it. So, uh, Maybe we should release that for our 100th episode. I still have that somewhere. Yeah. I should. <laughs> yeah. Our, the clips of all of our inappropriate things episode. we've said. <laughs> okay. Um, Talkmaiden.com slash talk. Facebook, so we're doing 99 episodes. 99. 100 coming up. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Best hockey player of all time. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Yeah.